0: Hello everyone, it is January 7th, so day 7 of our daily devotional. Today we are covering Genesis 22 through 24. I'm Pastor Jonathan and you're going to have to bear with me. I am sick, our family is dealing with some sickness, but it's still going to be a pleasure to bring the daily devotional today. couple of quick thoughts that I want to share is in our text here, starting in chapter 22. We see after Isaac has been born to Abraham and Sarah, God kind of comes out of nowhere with a humongous test for Abraham. What does the word say? It says, After these things, in verse 1 of chapter 22, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, "Here, Here I am. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. And offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. This is pretty crazy when we think about this. I mean, Isaac is who God promised to Abraham and Sarah. He's who the promises of God are fulfilled in, uh, in how Abraham will multiply and his offspring will be as numerous as the stars of the heaven and the sand on the seashore. So this is a pretty crazy thing for God to even come to Abraham with. But I think it's important for us to notice right away. It's a good thing when God tests us. Sometimes God allows tests in our lives. Sometimes God ordains them and brings them himself. But James 1 in the New Testament tells us this. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing now we don't know all of what abraham was thinking i'm sure it was crazy but listen to what the text offers us for how abraham responds verse three the very next words are so abraham rose early in the morning He was going to obey God and he was going to obey God knowing and trusting in God. And what tests do for us is they reveal if we really trust in God or not. If there are things in our lives that we value more, hope in more, trust in more than the Lord himself. And so it's a grace of God that he allows tests in our life to reveal whether or not we truly trust him. And so what happens? Well, Abraham and Isaac and two servants saddle up and they head towards the mountain and it's quiet. And you have to think Abraham hated the fact that Isaac was paying really good attention that day, right? Isaac says, "Uh, dad, the, the, the fire and the wood are here, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And I'm sure that was a dagger to Abraham's heart. But how does Abraham respond? It reveals his faith. This test is working. He says, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. And so they go. And when they come to the place that God had told them, Abraham builds the altar. He lays the wood in order. And then it says that he bound Isaac, his son. I don't want us to overlook that. Just reading it, think Hear that Isaac was probably a preteen, maybe even teenager, maybe even close to his adult years. Uh, so he would have been a strong boy. And there's there's a probability that Isaac was willing to do this. He he carried the wood for his own sacrifice up the mountain, and then he willingly laid down on the altar to. Be sacrificed, and Abraham reaches up to slaughter him, and the angel of the Lord stops him. And what's so beautiful about this is, when God stops Abraham, the Lord does provide. He provides a lamb in the thicket, right? And they sacrifice the ram. They worship there, and Abraham names the place. The Lord will provide, um, and what is so neat about that is something that we'll come back to in just a little bit. And so you have a father and his only son going up this mountain, the son carrying the wood for his sacrifice, the son being bound and laid on the altar, the father willing to sacrifice his son in obedience to God. Man, this, this test produced everything Abraham needed which was to show that he did trust the Lord more than anything. And we know that he trusted the Lord, even if he would have had to slaughter Isaac. He trusted that God would bring him back, as we're told later in Hebrews chapter 11. And so as chapter 22 wraps up, then chapter 23 is the death of Sarah. And as Sarah dies, Abraham then has to bargain to actually pay for the field and the cave where she'd be buried. And what's so neat about this is just like before, Abraham refuses to just be handed stuff. He wants to pay for it and he wants to not be in debt to other people. He wants to do and use what God has blessed him with to purchase the land that God has given him. And so as Sarah passes away, Then we have Abraham in his old age in chapter 24, making an oath with his servant. And he says, look, Isaac needs a wife and he must not marry a Canaanite woman. Can you go back to my land and find him a wife? And I love the servant's trust in the Lord throughout this chapter. All throughout the chapter, the the servant is praying to the Lord. Like in verse 12, he says, oh, Lord, God of my master, please grant me success today. And he has all these details worked out for just what the woman will do so that he will know that that is the one that God has chosen for Isaac. And when Rebecca shows up, she does just as how this servant has prayed. And when it happens, then we see the the servant doesn't take credit for it. No, he says, blessed be the Lord, the God of my master, Abraham who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness toward my master. As for me, the Lord has led me in the way to the house of my master's kinsman. What is so neat is when Rebecca then comes with the servant after a little bit of negotiation with Laban and Bethuel. She comes and she sees Isaac from away way off. And she says, who is that walking in the field to meet us at the end of the chapter? And the servant says, it is my master. And so she took her veil and covered herself. And The servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah's mother and took Rebecca. And she became his wife and he loved her. And what a beautiful picture of marriage is that what Rebecca sees in Isaac is a man worthy of her trust and We see that most perfectly in our Savior, Jesus. And so I think these passages are just pointing us to the faithfulness of God to us through his son, Jesus Christ, who was the ultimate sacrifice. He was the lamb that God provided on that very same mountain. He was the one and only son who carried the wood for his sacrifice and he laid down his life and willingly did it so that we could all have salvation. See, God does not just provide daily bread, but he provides eternal salvation. And then when I think about how Rebecca responds to Isaac, I think we need to see a good picture of Jesus and Isaac as well. And like Rebecca, we need to be the bride that sees him and trusts him, knows that he is fully worthy of all of our hope and trust, and run to him and be loved by him forever and ever. Uh, thank you for bearing with me today. I know it's been a, a tough devotion. I sound terrible, but God bless you. I hope you have a great day. Uh, I'm going to pray for us and let's go and be who God has called us to be. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the goodness that you have shown us. Thank you for tests and trials. Even when we don't understand the even the next step, God, we thank you that you're good and you are working. Uh, to make us steadfast and complete, lacking in nothing. Um, help us to be like Abraham's servant, to pray and to see you in the very small and minute details. Uh, help us to, to pray and trust that you would you will either give us what we ask for or you would give us what we would have asked for if we know what you know. Help us to trust you. Uh, thank you so much for being who you are. You are completely worthy of all of our hope and all of our trust.